time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. It's another fine week. Halfway through November, November 15th. It's Monday. We're so glad to have you joining us. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. And we're so grateful to have you as our listener. Again, our commitment is to bring you timely information in the audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. And so many of you are doing that and telling others about it. Can't thank you enough. Downloads are just crazy on the podcast. So a lot of it has to do with the first part of the format, how we give you a lot of information, try to tighten that all that up a little bit so we get it done in a timely manner. But also the Hot Topics segment is really getting a lot of downloads and traction. Today, we've got Peter Paglia, Chief Strategy Officer and Chief Revenue Officer for Homebinder. Now, as we look at the industry and we look at the market, you know, the refinances are going away. How can we stay more in front of the customers? This industry has actually got a terrible track record on repeat business, repeat customers. It's usually across the board. Some are doing better than others. So the purpose of this podcast and having Peter on is to talk about something you can do to stick with and keep and hold on to your customers. Joining me on the microphone again today is my co-host, Jack Nunnery. Jack, good to have you back, friend. David, good to be here. It is. All right, folks, we also have Industry Syndicate. Grateful to be a part of that syndicate. Check out industrysyndicate.com. Also, I want to say thank you to our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America, as well as Finastra and their Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution. You can experience the power of a fully integrated approach to mortgage lending. It simplifies the borrowing experience and streamlines the process for employees and your customers. And then also right behind that is Accelerate. They do a great job through their leading edge technology of connecting mortgage experts and their borrowers through a pre-designed campaigns. I got to tell you, Josh Fred has got a great approach to it. When you combine these two technology solutions, excellent things start happening. Also, Lenders One, check out what they're doing. Justin Demolia was on in June. I was talking to him again just recently, as well as our friends over at the Mortgage Collaborative, TMC. Had a great conversation. Tom Gallucci and the team there are doing a great job. Mortgage Collaborative, of course, so is Demolia. So check out both of these co-ops. We belong to both of them. Encourage you to do the same. Also, Community Mortgage Lenders of America, great association, as well as Knowledge Coop, which does a great job of helping you teach and train your people through a learning management system. Learned about LMS from Alice Alvey many, many years ago. The importance of having a good LMS system or a learning management system cannot be understated, especially in this time where we have so much knowledge we have to transfer out to our people. So what solution are you using? Check out knowledgegroup.com. Also, when it comes to recruiting, we have two sponsors that do a great job at helping in your recruiting efforts, Mobility MMI. Mortgage Market Intelligence, as well as Modex. Both of these companies, we use both of them, and many others are using both of these. Like the two co-ops, the Mortgage Collaborative and Letters One, these two work nicely side-by-side, working with you to help recruit top and lows. Also, getting metrics on your market or markets, and here's the most important part, markets you're considering going into. Who are the top real estate companies in that area? What are they really doing for business? Who are they doing business with on the mortgage side? All of that is inside of these two pieces of technology. So powerful. 
especially as you're looking at who do I really want to recruit? Is this recruit that's sitting here in front of me that I like so much really produce what he says he does? Got to have these tools, folks. So important. Also then, SnapDocs. They do such a great job working when it comes to e-signatures. When you see the name SnapDocs, it can be slightly misleading. Go back and listen to the interview that we did with Vishal Rana back in September 13th. It'll really give you insights. This is one of those leading technology companies that is really coming up. And I'm telling you, pay attention to what's happening at Snapbox. Amy Moses and I are good friends, and we're texting back and forth and all the latest developments. So got to get them back on talking about it. Also, a special thank you goes out to, of course, my co-host Jack, as well as Rob, Les, Alice, Allen, and Matt for their contributions to this podcast each and every week. Now, let's move into the Hot Topics segment. We have as a special guest, Peter Paglia, Chief Strategy Officer and Chief Revenue Officer at Homebinder. And we're going to be discussing how Homebinder is helping lenders become more valuable to their referral partners and also creating a greater level of stickiness. How can we hold on to the borrower through that experience and have a repeat customer? We badly need it. So we're excited to get into that discussion. And Peter goes by Pete, so not showing disrespect. But Pete, good to have you on the podcast, friend. Hey, David. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time. You bet. First of all, I always like to get our audience, let them get to know you a little bit. So tell us a little bit about your journey, your background, and what has led you to Homebinder. Sure, sure. Thank you very much. By the way, I'm also in the Northeast, so uh, here in New England. So it's uh, winter is not far away. So wish no. I were down south. Again, thank you very much for the time. I really appreciate it. You guys do so much important work for the mortgage industry, very valuable stuff. In terms of my background, David, you've mentioned drones. I've spent my entire career really in technology, mostly in the venture-backed technology space, building tech companies. I've got an engineering background. So like mm. most engineers, my mindset is about solving problems. And I've always had a particular passion for figuring out how technology, back to your point about drones, can solve complex business issues. And Really, this has led me into the startup world throughout my career in uh, markets such as mobile, telecom, IoT, and, and automotive. And coincidentally, one of the things that you talk about with unregulated drones is interference. And uh, a lot of the things that we used to work on is uh, how to mitigate interference when drones are flying or even autonomous vehicles are, are driving. So lots of impacts for technology on the business. In terms of what these markets have in common is there's an interdependent ecosystem and all of these businesses are trying to solve hard problems for the consumer. And that's really where I've spent a lot of my time in my career, really working with businesses to determine how they can deliver high value and sustainable value for the end user. Now, with regards to Homebinder, I actually met the founder, Jack Hunters, back in 2019. And immediately fell in love with the concept of what Jack was building. Jack is trying to solve a problem for homeowners that, quite frankly, many businesses have tried and, and failed or, or certainly not being successful at, which is automating home management. What we're doing in, uniquely is we're trying to automate home management by working with the businesses that serve the homeowner and doing it in a way that is not just adding value to the business itself, but at the end of the day, driving engagement with the homeowner. And so really what that requires is it, it has to be trusted, it has to be private, it has to be reliable, and it has to be engaging so that the consumer will ultimately use it and at the same time businesses will see value in it. And this is not an easy problem to solve. It's something that's resonated with me because these are the types of things I've done in my career. And you know, I've been with Homebinder now for over two years and uh, helping lead the business strategy. So here we are. Very good. I should give a shout out again to Jonah 
and uh, Carrie Milam of Depth PR. They're the ones that encouraged us and really introduced us. The reason we're here is because a lot of our lenders face the challenge of staying connected with their buyers after closing. And I want to get your thoughts on the problem. And then we're going to get into a little bit about how you solve it. But what are you seeing this from your perspective? People struggling, Pete? Oh, absolutely. So, David, while it's true that I guess I'd say staying connected with the buyer after the loan is closed is an issue we're seeing consistently, it's not unique to the mortgage industry. More importantly, it's not just about staying connected. It's about staying connected in a way that is supportive, supportive to the client so that they want to continue the relationship after the transaction. And quite honestly, we see this throughout various businesses servicing the homeowner. If you think about the insurance industry, for instance, agents tell us all the time that the homeowners reach out for two basic reasons. One is to file a claim, or the second is to compare rates when they're looking at maybe a renewal. And both are very transactional. And so insurance providers, by and large now, are starting to look at ways to be less transactional and thinking more about being supportive about the long-term relationship with their client in a way that not only benefits the homeowner, but can retain that relationship. So coming back to the mortgage industry, we know statistically retention rates are quite low. You alluded to this at at the outset. Many of you followers know the stat from Black Knight that 82% of borrowers will work with a different loan servicer for the next transaction crazy. It's incredibly high. And we see this as the highest across all the businesses with which we work. And But we believe at the same time that because this transaction is so important, that Mm -hmm. it represents a great opportunity to improve that churn rate by engaging differently. What do I mean by that? I mean, you've got the opportunity to reimagine the role that uh, a lender plays within borrowers' lives. Uh, Technology is available, right? Increasingly necessary in order to engage borrowers early to provide them an excellent client experience throughout the loan process. Something, quite frankly, borrowers have just come to expect, right? Because if you're not doing it, your competitors are. But that approach is largely focused on delivering value just up to the point of closing. And what gets missed often is that younger first-time homeowners that represent the largest demographic today are overwhelmed with the concept of managing their largest asset. We consistently hear questions and comments from homeowners with things like, I have an HVAC filter and I need to service it. Where is it and who can help? Or didn't realize I needed to sweep my chimney, right? Yeah. I mean, like the last time when we bought a house, we failed to ask the previous homeowner, when was the last time you had the septic tank pumped or a couple of the other yeah. things? I want to get Alice in the discussion here because I think where you're going with this is really starting to get exciting. Alice? Yeah, it is interesting because I think you're right. And even as a lender, I want to make sure that house is getting maintained. There's a benefit in mm-hmm. it for the lender. So what is it that you think a lender can do as a value add? We all love that we stay connected with the borrower after closing. So what do you recommend? Yeah. So look, we've done several surveys. We work with not only the businesses, but ultimately our homeowners are the end user here. And so we found that 68%, that's over two thirds of our new homeowners are looking for help to manage their home. Now that can come in various forms. Some people, I don't know about you folks, but but I'm a fully organized person and, and I'll use spreadsheets to organize things that I need to do like fall maintenance. But I know I'm the outlier. Most people are looking for guidance. They're looking for help 
And ultimately, everyone wants to work with trusted sources. So the first thing I would suggest is start with education. Not to pick on millennials, but this is a demographic of homeowners that values being educated about home management because as a group, they just know less about home management. And we probably have personal examples to cite this. So I'd say we know some lenders do an excellent job at educating their clients. We've got some that that provide things like an e-book that help homeowners manage their property. But I think what matters here is that the homeowner feels that the business wants them to be successful. In fact, you're looking at buyers today that are using technology to manage every other aspect of their life, whether it's health or financial management. And we hear often from people that, geez, I've got an app for everything else except my largest asset. So I'd say education is first. And then I'd say that deliver communication in a way that engages the borrower to want to take action. Right. So what I mean by that, we see emails from businesses that say happy birthday or something similar. These are personal. These are nice, but everyone's busy. And these reminders don't rise to the level where homeowners want to take action. So I'd say that the action could be related to the maintenance. It could be related to preparing them for a weather event. It could be refinancing. Again, I see some businesses doing a very good job here. But if you can implement actionable communication that is going to benefit long-term that client, you're going to retain those relationships more. And that's really our approach here is we focus on peace of mind and home value. If we can help homeowners in those two areas and help our businesses help homeowners in those two areas, then again, we believe we're educating and we're providing actionable communication. I like that term, Jack. Nunnery, actionable communication. How about that novel concept? And then the stickiness that comes out. Your thoughts on all this? Well, David, I'm loving what I'm here because I know you, me, and many of your listeners, we've been the victims of a drip ad campaign from the loan officer that did our house five years Uh, ago. It adds no value, right? Annoying noise. I don't like dripped on, and I'm sure your listeners don't like getting dripped on either, right? And so what Pete's bringing to the table is really – value add to the first time home buyer for sure obviously it could add value to someone who's owned multiple homes through their life but what pete was focused on was the millennials let's expand that a little bit to include first time home buyers because i think that whole segment could benefit from home binder but it leaves the realm of the drip ad campaign and takes it to a whole nother level and i think what Pete, you're trying to create, and this is a watch phrase for everybody that's listening to this podcast, is creating the culture that is client for life, right? I mean, that's what we're trying to do. And dripping on periodically will never get you there, guys, right? It's providing value in your communication or your marketing campaign to your customers so that they become clients for life. So good. How are you doing that? Talk about that. Yeah, we talk about fundamental tenets being peace of mind and home value. What we do is we provide a home management platform, right? And so if I come back for the second on, you talked about obviously in the top of the show about what's going on with rates and the market's been been hot clearly. And with rates on the rise, I saw an interesting stat last week that loan refinance originations are going to expect it through the MBA to decrease 62% next year. So when you start to think about a more of a purchase focused market, you start to think about your tech stack and you start to think about what you're implementing, not only in the customer acquisition side, 
you start to think about, okay, what can I do on the customer retention side? So what HomeBinder can do to help support that post-close experience is effectively a digital closing gift. I want to hear that again. A digital closing gift. In other words, it's a digital product you can have on your phone. I'm assuming, is it a mobile-based? Yes, it's mobile-optimized web portal that homeowners are going to be gifted when the loan is closed. And another important point on this is when I first heard about this, I go, oh, my gosh, my wife is going to love this because she's one of the spreadsheets and the reminders written down everywhere. And I go, she is going to love this. I tried to sign up for it as an individual, and you can't. It's one of those things at this point, the way you guys have it designed, it's available through the lender or I guess the realtor or something. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, no, absolutely. In fact, we used to offer this direct to consumers and we turned that function off. And it really points to what we're trying to do to help businesses is we think by delivering this through businesses, we're not only helping those business partners because they only can deliver HomeBinder, but it also delivers more value to the homeowner. And I'll talk about why in a minute. It's really because of the automation we built in to automate the data that comes into HomeBinder. So when you get your digital closing gift, you're centralizing everything about home management. It could be the closing docs. It could be your maintenance reminders, your appliance recalls, the home contractors that are in your area or that home contractors that your realtor or your home professional has recommended, projects, home value, right down to the proverbial paint colors by room. And because home buyer is branded by the loan officer and the realtor, it keeps the lender and the realtor top of mind in a way that is educational Back to the point earlier, being educational, supportive, and ultimately communicating in an actionable way. Alice, I'm thinking about when you moved from Michigan down to Ohio, and you made that move and you sold that home you guys have been in for so, so long. All the history that goes with that house, literally down to where did you buy the paint and what's the paint number? Now, we buy our payments to Sherwood Williams, and we have the numbers written down in a book somewhere. The valuable information like that, Alice, for the new homeowner. Or Jack, you just built a new home. All the thought that went into this, hey, this is why I did this. This may seem a little funky in this part of the house, but here's why we did it. And it helps people appreciate the personality that goes into it. Alice, your thoughts? Yeah, I agree on both sides, right? I'm the homeowner who's trying to keep track so I can leave proper records behind. But then we moved into an area we didn't know anybody. So Am I understanding your app to also be providing information about service providers? Did I understand that? Yes, absolutely. So first of all, when we talk about centralizing home ownership, home management, we really look at it from the lens of we want, first of all, one place. We as homeowners ideally want one place to manage our home. We don't want to look Mm -hmm. at business cards in your drawer to find that contractor or file cabinet to find documents or financial records in yet another location. And so we're, first of all, looking to centralize every aspect of home ownership, including pros. So when you go into your personal home binder, you're going to be able to track maintenance. You're going to be able to track appliance recalls. You're going to be able to add or complete projects. And then you can search for pros that are effectively... Think of it as a LinkedIn approach rather than a pay-to-play type of service where we as homeowners are firstly going to want to work with home pros that we've worked with before, right? So those are folks that you may have added to your binder. Secondly would be professionals that were recommended by your realtor or your lender or your home inspector. And those pros can be added by those businesses to your binder for you. And then the third are people that 
maybe we trust because they've done a lot of jobs in our geographic area. Who has, what plumber has done a lot of work within 10 miles of my home? And so the homebinder community, as a result, has pros that are populated in all of those three categories that you have worked with before, those that your businesses have recommended, and they can add it into your binder for you, and then those that are in your geographic area. And we've got over 25,000 in growing pros that have been put into homeowners binders as a result. I started thinking about the possibilities of the stickiness of this. And that's really what this is about, listeners. We're trying to create ways in which you can connect and stick with the home buyer. I mean, oh, yeah, you appreciate the happy birthday stuff, but to be honest with you, it's really bringing the value. I mean, nice to be thought of, but it's coming out of a drip campaign or out of a CRM. It's not meaningful. Send me something like, hey, it's the fall. Here's the previous gutter companies that the previous homeowner used, the other services in there. And wanting to get is, what boundaries do you put out? Is it only the current homeowner that's banning the binder that they inherited? How does that work and what can go into it? Or can loan officers or loan originators or realtors add other services? Alice talked about moving into a new community like we did. We sold our, our home in Southern California, the business the home. We moved out to Texas. We didn't know where to go for dental or the doctors and all that. I mean, there was so much information that we badly needed. One of our friends who used to live here sent us a notebook that they had the top fun things to do when you live in Austin, Texas. So what are the things that can and who is putting that information in there? That's a great question, David. So firstly, one of the cornerstones of the approach here, I talked about at the beginning, automating home management is automation is probably one of the most important aspects. So we work across the ecosystem, whether you're a home inspector, whether you're a mortgage lender, an insurance provider, a contractor, a property manager, anyone that can touch a residential a homeowner can be a business partner to Homebinder. And what we've done is we've built integrations across those different markets that will automate the population and the creation and the updates, quite honestly, of your Homebinder. And so mm-hmm. in the mortgage industry, for instance, we've built integrations with Encompass on the LOS side and recently announced an integration with Mortgage Coach. Oh, good. And so what that means effectively is when the loan closes through that integration that we've built, the binder automatically with zero work required by the loan officer, the binder gets created for that homeowner. The homeowner gets an email or text to accept their binder. And then when they accept their binder and they look inside their binder, all the loan docs that have come in from the transaction are automatically populated in the document section. So that's one example. We think of three ways data comes into a binder. One is certainly you and I as homeowners can enter anything we want, but more often it's coming in through either public sources like automated valuation tools, Mm-hmm. ABMs or through integrations that we've built, like things like in, in Compass. So that data can come in through an integration, that data can come in through public record, or in the case, for instance, of let's say appliance recalls, you can use our technology to take a picture of that appliance at Lowe's, and then we'll load all the call information for notifications that you would get in the future on that appliance. As I'm thinking about this, Jack, I'm thinking about what this could do if you're in a competitive area and you're trying to sell your home. Now it's really a seller's market, so your home's for sale is probably going to get bought. If this thing flips and gets into more of a competitive market. I mean, if you're looking at two homes are about the same and one has a home buyer attached to it, could that enter into a decision on uh, which home you buy? Because the data, it's so valuable when buying a home. Well, David, think about it. I mean, if I were to go buy a used car, what is mm-hmm. one of the first things that car pass, right? 
So yeah. here I'm going to get the history on the home. I'm going to get data around appliances. I'm going to get data around service providers. I mean, look, Pete had me when he said it's branded for the lender. And two, the loan officer doesn't have to do anything to set up the home right. buyer for the consumer. I was just going to say, Jack, you mentioned the Carfax. We hear that analogy quite often. One of the things that's very cool about our vision is that ultimately you and I as homeowners would never buy a home without a home binder attached to it, right? You want to know the history and people that have worked with and on that home. And so while the home binder is certainly branded by the businesses and the businesses can contribute to your binder, you're going to engage with your binder that it's private and it's reliable, right? So your binder is private to you during the course of that ownership and all the home value, everything that you've done, all the capital improvements, everything that's been going into that home and all the maintenance that you've done is being curated inside your binder. But when you go to sell that home, with simple clicks of, of a few buttons, you can curate a public-facing version of your private binder, which is a seller report, which the analogies we hear is Carfax for the home or Ancestry.com for the home. And, and we've got realtors that have done this. You're not only maximizing the transaction value, but you're passing on to the next owner information that will be so valuable so they're not starting from the beginning. And that's one of the reasons why the company was built is to really build out that seller report at the end of the day where we know that given the choice of buying a home with or without a home binder seller report, all else being equal, you're going to go to the home with a home binder. Earlier, you were saying about spreadsheets and business cards. That's the world I live in. I have a spreadsheet and I have a bunch of business cards in the top drawer of my desk. So taking that and putting it in this tech platform makes so much sense to me. So, Alice, I'll go to you for the last comment here. The marketing tool seems just so obvious, like, oh, duh. There's so much other value that just comes from it, how we can stay in touch with customers. I think so, too. And I think it sounds like it's really user-friendly, right? So at the end of the day, it's a great idea, but it's got to be something that people want to pick up and use. So can you tell us a little bit about what the user experience is like? How would you describe its use? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So we define engagement really in two ways with the homeowner, because at the end of the day, for it to provide value to the, both the businesses and the homeowners, homeowners have to want to use it. And so our analytics show that homeowners are going to engage in their binder. And when I say engage, they're going to do something, whether it's adding a project or checking their home value four and a half times a year, which is kind of our goal, right? You're not going to go into your home binder weekly, but you're kind of going to go into it maybe more than once a quarter. And so, again, every time they go into their binder, the businesses that support them are branded. The second way that people engage in the user experience is primarily through notifications that are these actionable maintenance reminders. So they'll get these branded maintenance reminders about six to eight times a year. And again, because they're property specific, they're very actionable. We see 50% engagement rates. And so you're not going to get that from a CRM clearly because Again, this is not a happy birthday. This is something that is very property specific. And because it's branded, the homeowner can now take action. If it is a refinance opportunity, obviously they can reconnect with their lender. If it is something that is more maintenance related, they can reconnect with the pro. And so those are the two ways we track engagement is those 50% off of maintenance reminders, a little over once a quarter, people are going into their platform and actually uh, doing something. 
Pretty amazing stuff. So how can people get a hold of you? Sure. So first of all, if you haven't been on our site, it's uh, homebinder.com. There's some interesting videos there as well as a homeowner video that that in 90 seconds will tell you what you'll get as a homeowner from Homebinder, from a business partner. If you would like to reach out to me directly, it's Pete at homebinder.com. Oh, that's pretty easy. I love it. Great idea. Always looking for new ideas. I love people taking action on these podcasts. Listeners, take action on this. It's really, really important. Again, Jack, thanks so much for joining in with us. Pete, it's been very informative. Really appreciate you being here and encourage our listeners to get a hold of us. Thanks for coming on. And really, again, another shout out to Depth PR and John, who handles your account, and of course, Carrie, who owns the firm, for helping us bring this kind of current information to our listeners. Very good. Appreciate it much. Thanks so much for being here. Look forward to having you back again. Keep us posted on how the progress is on your company. Folks, next week, we're going to have Dale Larson III and Dale Larson Jr. Now, it's a fun and Son team that started Modex, M-O-D-E-X, one of our sponsors. We're going to have them come on and start talking about recruiting some of the latest stuff that's going on in this area because many people are looking at this next coming season. Who are we going to be recruiting to? How can we do that? So we've invited Dale Jr. and Dale the Third to come on the podcast and talk to us next week. Talk about some of the latest developments in that area. I look forward to all your feedback, listeners, for what you're wanting on the podcast. We're getting a lot of what we do. We respond to specific requests. So love the feedback. Be sure to share this with others. I want to say a thank you to our sponsors, Finastra, the CMLA, Lenders One, Incelerate, Mobility MMI, Modex, MBA, Knowledge Coop, Mortgage Collaborative, Snapdocs. Check them all out on our website. Look at unlending.com. We'll look forward to having you back here a week from now, everyone. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Thank you. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.